0: hey everyone we are starting almost right on time today as you're used you know you know you know that's that's how we do it you know that's how we roll so classic intro hi everyone and welcome to another episode of kaiser talks your podcast about esports gaming and pop culture um today is a special day uh, we have a very special guest in the virtual studio I'm just getting some settings right there you know y- you know it's Dick you know there's there's things that gonna go wrong and stuff today we have the uh well actually I'm gonna let him himself introduce himself but I can already say that he he's a quite an important person I think in in Belgian uh, gaming you know uh, in the Belgian gaming community and i'm just I'm just gonna bring him in. I'm just gonna bring him in because you you probably know him let's go let me let me unmute him for you guys so that you can hear him I think that's that's the most important part we can hear you now
1: all so, right catcher,
0: how are you doing? hi everyone
1: uh I'm doing uh very well yeah so uh, it's an honor to be here and to follow uh, in the footsteps of the likes of shocks and uh, Philip Langerock and to even be called an important person in the Belgian gaming scene <laughs> is a huge compliment, uh, because I think I'm probably the least reputable guest uh, you will have on
0: Kaiser Talks, but still. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think um, for the people who don't know 666 Gamers, could you could you kind of guide us through it? Kind of tell us what what is 666 Gamers about, and what what is your yep. function in there?
1: Alright, so uh, one of the first things that I always have to tell about uh, 666 gamers is, um, well, basically refuting a big misconception. Uh, when most people first learn about 666 gamers, they immediately th- immediately think that it's an esports organization but actually we're not we're actually a gaming community so we have about 120 members right now but everything that we do is for fun so we don't have any professional teams we we don't even have uh, set teams or or people that always play together with certain people Uh, we don't have any of that our goal is purely to Bring gamers together and to put them in a in a setting where they can, have fun, organize our own events uh, and yeah, basically bringing gamers together. That's kind of our uh, of our motto. So that's what we do. Um, and the function that I have within 666 Gamers is um, the public relations and the marketing part. So uh, now with uh, 666 LAN uh, that has started since well actually February in uh, in 2020. Um, Is mostly um, managing partnerships, um, trying to get new partnerships with with uh, potential partners and and, and companies. So uh, that's probably the biggest part of my job. But I um, I am also trying to be very active in the Twitch community and to uh, build some relationships with uh, with streamers and and people that are often active on uh, on Twitch Belgium and and Twitch in Flanders. Um, also having contacts with other organizations and communities, um, which is very important for us, because it's those communities that that really uh, bring LAN parties and and stuff like that alive. So uh, that's uh, that's basically kind of my job
0: description. All right. And how how about you? Like. T- tell us n- your name, because you're. I know. I know you uh from from Twitch chats, as you say. Because you, yeah. Uh, like you said, you bring you, you put money where your mouth is. You, you you say I, I I wanna I wanna get to know the, the Twitch streamers, and and I see you everywhere, man. Like you're you're in all the chats, you're in multiple communities, and you're trying to like support a lot of communities at the same time. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about you? Because I only know you as Soulcatcher. So what what is? Yeah. What's your like? Can Can you tell? I I know your real name, but people (laughs) have like a nickname for you as well. Uh, I I, want to know about that.
1: Yeah, well, uh, my real name is uh, Nicolai Van Rekkem. But uh, when I joined 666 Gamers, it was back in like 2014. um, I was thinking about, okay, what should my gamertag be? And uh, my 14 year old self came up with Soulcatcher. But then later it it became Soul, or in in Dutch, some people called me the Zielevanger. Um, All right. and yeah, and, uh, in, in Twitch chat, I think it happened in, uh, the live stream of JNOX, mm-hmm. um, he was like streaming Apex or CSGO with, uh, with Mr. Des and, um, uh, well, basically he made my name to be Solokan. Uh, and that's even uh, even said "soliken droog in toliken," <laughs> so in Dutch. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't translate it for uh, for, for the people. For, for the, the listeners. English
0: listeners and viewers, that means <laughs> um, that Solike likes candy and <laughs> is going through a field with nice little bunnies. That's what it means. Do not Google yeah, it. Yeah. Do not Google it, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so so that's what uh what that's made it out to be and since then that's kind of a thing on twitch um but yeah i have i have many names and many variations on my gamer gamertag let's say uh but my real name is Nikolai varekem uh i'm 21 years old and i study engineering technology so basically uh i didn't have any experience with what I'm doing with 666 gamers right now I don't even study marketing or communications or stuff like that so I, I really well I got involved because I, I was a member of 666 gamers for such a long time and then 666 lamp party was coming up and they needed people to help out and and the ball just started rolling and that's how I got here but uh, it's a very nice experience and I think um, for my further life, uh, that I will have a lot of, of experience from this, and uh, that will help me in the future as well. Even though I'm I'm studying a, in a totally different field. Right. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. That's because that's really different um, from from what you're doing for uh for uh for Six 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 Gamers. Yeah. Uh, and also, I was wondering because you, you said you just said you're 21, right? I'm 21 years old. Yeah. So you were about one years old, and then when Six 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 Gamers was first founded
1: yeah well um i know that 666 gamers was like unofficially founded in 1999 right right? that's when the community started uh so i don't think i was even born yet because i'm from the end of november so 666 gamers is older than myself that is insane Um, yeah but the official start was in uh 2003 and then in 2000 i think 13 or 14 uh we became um well an official organization in in oh, Dutch okay. it's a VZW so uh, it has an official statute so it's it's recognized it's in the Belgian
0: uh, Staatsblad, stuff like that so yeah. uh do you know like uh, were you were you uh, when when you uh when you started working with them were were you bathed in like the history like the big history uh like oh yeah then we back then we started with and we were <laughs> there do you, do you know do you know a lot of things about them like like little things we, we should know how did it start? Uh, uh, how many people were there? Were there like five guys just gaming a lot and saying like, dude, we should start a clan?
1: Yeah, well, um, normally the, the well, in English it's the president, but it, it's, it's so official I don't like that <laughs> term very much. But basically the founder of the clan uh, can tell you like thousands of anecdotes about things that happened in those 20 years but yeah basically it just started with uh three friends uh that liked uh, to barbecue and that liked to game they played uh, counter-strike there that like from the time that they had to call each other to uh to figure out an ip to play on oh, wow. uh so yeah so those were the times back then uh internet wasn't uh really a, a thing yeah for um, the listeners
0: for the listeners I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people who don't know this but Um, Back in 99, I remember this, I played Counter-Strike, I was 10 years old, and I played Counter-Strike, and you could not call your friends, because you were on the internet, so you couldn't call your friends, we didn't have ADSL then, we we were starting to go from... Uh, 56k, uh, to, to ADSL, and I believe we didn't have it, and we had dial-up, right, like Yavasara says in chat. For people who are listening, we're live on Twitch right now, so you will be hearing this, like, a week after or something. Uh, but we have people, uh, you know, kind of sitting in the studio with us and, and, interacting with us through, through chat, so you will not, we will not hear them. We will, uh, kind of try to read their messages, and that was really a time, like you say, that... People had to, to just, like, try to find a second phone line or maybe, like, go on IRC and be, like, chatting. Yep. Like, dude, I can't find you and I, I can't see you. Where the where the fuck are you? Like, that That was really the, pr- the frustration of gaming back in those days. Today, you just click on the lobby, you're in. That's it. People are, are, are really... Uh, should be reminisced of those times. So, the c- continue your story. I, uh, I, I kind of... Uh, kind of wind another path uh yeah
1: no it's it's good that you interrupted because uh you're a bit older than myself so you're more experience uh you you lived back then i didn't (laughs) so (laughs) i was alive yeah but yeah but basically those were the times that 666 gamers were founded in um and yeah over the course of the years they started doing events uh lamp parties back then were without internet in basements they were really a lamp party so the only thing that was there was the local area network and then they played right. on a local server so that's how lamp parties were back then and a lot of people that come to lamp parties now uh, complain about internet and stuff like that and uh, a lot of them don't even know that there were lamp parties
0: before uh, the internet so yeah that's um, completely right i i remember bringing my pc to my cousins and they, because they had like a, a switch, a physical switch yeah, that we could yeah. all hook up to. Um, because we, we couldn't play LAN over the internet. I mean, are you crazy? It had to be <laughs> local. So that, that was really cool. And then afterwards, I went to like one LAN. It wasn't, I wasn't really active into the LAN, uh, community. Are, were you from a young age, were you like active in, in the LAN community really? Or did it only um, come later?
1: Yeah. So, well, um, basically my my nephew was in 666 gamers before me and it's oh. um through him that i got to know the uh, the community the concept of LAMP parties and all of that so i joined back in 2014 i was yeah 14 years old and uh, myself it was at um, at like the Deepro Birds in the Antwerp Expo. It was like a, a little computer and, and music fair, but mostly it was just people coming by to buy some music secondhand. So right. that was most of it. And then somewhere in a dark corner, there was like a little party tent with like a banner of 666 gamers with the old logo. So uh, not oh, this one. Uh, this is a new one, but back then uh, there was still the old one. And uh, yeah, I I... Participated in like a little tournament of a, a game called Alien Arena. No one on earth knows the game uh, pretty much, wow, but it's no. like a, a Swedish its a Swedish indie game. Um, and yeah, I played that and I won a USB stick of 16 gigabytes, which was the first ever prize that I won. And then wow. <laughs> I decided that I would join 666 Gamers. And basically um, the next year or, or even the same year, uh, I did my first LAN party, which was uh, Phlegomatic Roman Empire." So, um, oh, wow. yeah, when I was fourteen, I did my first LAN party, and I've been going to at least one LAN party a year ever since, except for yeah, of course, <laughs> the Corona year. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what, when what when do you? Because I, I see there's a lot of well, fellow Boomers. I will say uh, hello, <laughs> uh, fellow Boomers, in the chat. Um, no, do you do you feel that lens Because when I think of the LAN. I feel that that's kind of the only place where you can still find that sense of wonder uh, like we had back in the days that you could play against your friends. Because for everyone, multiplayer is like... Of course, of course there's multiplayer. Of course you can play with millions of people around the globe. They don't even think about it. And I feel like a LAN kind of brings you together. Because the guy next to you is probably shooting your head off in the game you're playing at that moment. And you can actually kind of you know it, it gets so touchable like you can literally touch the guy <laughs> don't do it don't touch people <laughs> <Exactly>. uh, <laughs> that's playing against you so it, it's it kind of it's kind of for me the only place where you can still get that sense of wonder like home oh, oh my god there's a hundred people here we're all in i'm gonna say fortnite or warzone we're only in the same lobby and i can actually see all these people that's a lot of people like that's yeah, a sense that's of true. wonder, like oh my god, there's they're <laughs> there, they're actual people in my game. Like, do you feel that lands are still that that the only place, or do you do you feel like do you still have that sense of wonder when you log into a new game and you feel like holy shit, there's a lot of people here.
1: Well, I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up because um, a question that I get a lot when I talk to people about LAN parties that aren't really familiar with it uh, is that they tell me. Aren't LAN parties something for the past? Because everything is online now, and you can play with your friends online, and you don't have to move your PC. You don't have to go through all of the hassle. Uh, So why would you even still go to LAN parties? But it's just like you say that it's a Totally different experience when you're actually sitting together with your team that you're playing with and competing against each other. Afterwards you can you can yell at the other team or you can grab a drink and, and, and learn meet new people, uh, and, and yeah, just be physically together with people that share the same passion. It's a totally different experience. Absolutely. Uh, i mean when you when you make a clutch or you do an ace in csgo for example you can you can jump out of your chair and you can start cheating and 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 people will will cheer you on and it's a totally different experience it's uh you can't even compare it to online and that's why i still think that lamp parties are relevant and will always be relevant
0: absolutely uh, because i i feel like and and maybe now we're get, we're kind of getting but I, I feel that you you these are the things you, you think about we're kind of getting into the social uh like why why did i pick such a difficult word to, uh chat i i don't know why uh the social social part sociologic i don't know uh the social part of uh of of this uh, philosophy of gaming is that people that don't game don't understand that it's a social thing mostly i, I won't say that it's always a social thing there's still always people that kind of you know that can get into addiction and then can solo grind the game for hours and hun- hours and hours but i feel like the lands kind of kind of take you away from that because you you kind of have to I, I I went to one land only uh that i that i participated in and I went to visit a couple of lands but i never kind of you know slept there but i kind of feel like you, you kind of have to talk to people there you don't you, you can you can't just sit at your PC and talk to no one you have to talk to people.
1: Yeah, it's hard to dodge, right? Because if you want food, you will have to talk to the guy uh, (laughs) at the catering stand. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, but yeah. Yeah one of our big goals that 666 gamers has always had is to show that gamers aren't like um, anti-social people that are only sitting in their basement all day having no contact with anyone just eating some chips becoming fat and stuff like that we have always done uh, events like uh, we had a pop-up LAN concept where we just went with a big table uh, to some well to some place like the um, the grand place of antwerp or even um the um the big train station in antwerp and where we just did the land so we put the switch there we put some computers on it and people just started playing and uh, everyone who was walking by was wondering like what the fuck are they doing (laughs) but basically we, we wanted to show that gamers come outside, that they are social, that they play together, that they high-five each other when they do a nice play, uh, and, and that they just as well uh, like to barbecue together or have a drink together or do the stuff that any other person does as well. Uh, so. Kind of breaking the stigma around gaming and, and gamers as antisocial beings uh, that are just cave dwellers in their basement or something like that because it's not true at all and uh, that has been one of our big missions uh, since the very start.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, can, can well, you can kind of feel that in in, in a couple of streamers as well because. I... You were talking about Janox uh, just just a few uh, minutes ago. Uh, people check yep. out Janox if you don't know him. Uh, I think he's one of like the the most iconic gamers, I guess, in 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 <laughs> in Belgium because of his insane collection. Well, that he doesn't yeah. have anymore. But I think a lot of people knew him from that insane, insane collection. Um, and he's doing like a huge ass barbecue in, in like a couple of weeks. So yep. it kind of goes to show gamers don't fear other people or something that's absolutely not in the reason i think most gamers uh go to look for for like multiplayer games is for the social aspect not really for the game i believe um i don't know what you what you think about that uh like what what is the what is your favorite part about social gaming and being part of a clan i guess because that why did you choose to be part of a clan i guess that was it for the social part or was it more for like something else
1: yeah. So, uh, for me personally, um, I well, I have had a bit of a rough time in my life, uh, but. I'm not going to go into it, mm-hmm. but basically uh, when I was 40 years old, I had to move to a totally different part of the country and I knew basically no one. So then 666 Gamers was for me a, a nice opportunity to meet new people, uh, to make some new friends that have the same interest as me. I uh, I picked up CSGO back then because that was the game that people played and, and I got into contact with people. from. Uh, even from the the part of the country where I lived before, that I played with, that I played CS:GO with, and. and new friends locally so i met a bunch of new people uh we do barbecues we do lamp parties together we just have a lot of fun so um that's what it is for me and i think that's what 666 gamers is all about just coming together having fun uh and yeah just being who you are because everyone shares the same passion and and has quirks anyway so
0: that's yeah that's awesome um i was just wondering so we we kind of know three friends uh, if, if i don't if i remember correctly started it all yeah how many how many members do you guys have now uh
1: 100 yeah 120 that is uh, somewhere around that yeah that's a lot lot of people people. like Uh, put all that
0: together and you already have a full land
1: yeah, exactly. And because we we also, each year we organize our private LAN, and then about 80 to 90 people attend, uh, typically. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that's like 3 of our members, and considering that we have people from all over the country, and even some uh, from the Netherlands, that's... I mean that's very good and i think yeah i think that says about uh that says everything about 666 gamers and how it has really grown uh more into a family than than just some organization or a club
0: right um, Yeah, yeah yeah that's 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 what i wanted to show like it started from well yeah three people and it kind of you know, went through a lot of phases and now it is what it is now. And still growing, I guess. Like, there's still people enrolling and and coming, coming with you guys every year or... Yeah, well,
1: to be honest, uh, the last one and a half years have been very rough for us because a lot of the events that we would normally organize, we couldn't organize. We're right. also uh, an organization with a, a membership fee because we have some costs for an official organization. We need venues to organize the events um, and, and, and the barbecues, stuff like that. So um, we do have some running costs, so people pay a membership fee. Um, And then, when you can't really organize what you would normally do, there are always some people that are starting to wonder, like, yeah, is it still worth it right but uh now that things are clearing up a bit finally and and we finally have the outlook on organizing more events we have a private land coming up we have a, the barbecue coming up uh we believe that when we can get people physically together again that's when we are going to grow and thrive right again yeah. as the... a community
0: right yeah yeah just to just to um to recruit you know new people you kind of have to s- well see them because you could recruit people for for an online thing if it yep. was only online, but I, I feel like your organization is three quarters offline, I will say, but it is yeah, online because least. you're playing, but it's yeah. offline. You, can, you guys kind of have to see each other to make yeah, it that's true. to make it work like it's the yeah. whole thing
1: and and also because you brought up recruiting uh, that's why we do for example uh, the game force booth so each year we are at game force with a big boots uh, that we also that we always organize with the partners so for example last game force we had a partnership with uh, was it world war z back then oh. so then people can come and try a game with us and 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 they can see some of our members and they explain what 666Gamers is about. And uh, every year we recruit at least uh, a few to maybe 10 or more uh, people each year, new people from just GameForce. So uh, I think that's our biggest strength when we can put ourselves physically out there and people can meet us and, and see what we are doing. That's our biggest pull factor, I think.
0: Absolutely. Because they, they, like you said, um, and, and, and I think you're very aware of this, I think most people... Uh, that are casually into gaming, do like see actual gamers that come together at LANs and and do like stuff like that. They kind of either see them as sweaty esporters like like you know <laughs> what I mean, exactly. Um, yeah. uh In their basements or like super pros, and they're like, ah, oh, no, I, I, of course yeah. I can't be part of the client because I'm, yep. I, 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 I can't even get a kill in in warzone. But I don't think that that's the thing in 666 gamers. Everybody's welcome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So I, I think that's something you see in the scene today that basically every gaming organization at least has some esports component and that's also the part of their organization that they're most vocal about, like right. see what our teams did, see what our guys did. And of course, that that's a good thing. They have their own market, but we kind of fill the gap in the markets where just casual gamers want to come and hang out and and, and just do fun stuff together without having to worry about uh, prestations or, or stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of the gap we're filling um and we have also well it has been a very conscious choice to not have an esports component ourselves because it's often we have seen that in a lot of organizations it doesn't work together very well because the esports component gets more of the budget let's say and they have a bit more because they have prestations and sometimes uh well that that's um that's kind of uh well, it, it puts the casual gamers inside of the organization off sometimes. And uh, and that's something that we really don't want. We want everyone to be equal and, and just game for fun. Uh, that's what we do as a community. Now, of course, when we look at the LAM party, we do uh, well work a lot around esports and, and we try to accommodate that but uh, that's a separate thing from our community
0: absolutely yeah and i suppose that even at the lands there's there's casual gaming as well yeah uh, as well yeah so absolutely. it's it's, it's it, it always has to be a good mix i feel but um as i as i see your like on your banner behind you it says uh, take a yeah. break from reality <laughs> and yeah. i think that that's if that's your catchphrase i think people should understand that it's it's taking a break like it's it's really you know gaming with your friends and yeah, all of a sudden exactly. you have 120 friends so that's that's really that's yeah. really insane um what what is your fondest memory of the clan to date cuz you've been you've been with them for how many years
1: uh well it's
0: uh oh, wow. yeah, about 7 years back. now 7 about years, seven oh years my now God. yeah for the people who are listening you couldn't see him but it was like looking up in the air and thinking and you yeah. just know it's not gonna be like oh it's it's been three months no it's seven years that's a <laughs> yeah, long about time seven years.
1: and i i'm not even close to the oldest member so uh, oh, wow. of course the, of course the most founders. of the founders uh, are still there but there have been members that have, have been here for 10 years or more as well so uh that's insane yeah, but what what uh,
0: in in those seven years, because a lot of, a lot has happened, I suppose in those seven years. Like, what was your fondest memory? What what do you remember instantly? Like, oh man, I remember that. Moment. Yeah. Well,
1: one one of the very cool things was actually at um, at the first LAN party I've ever been to, so Fragomatic Roman Empire, um, where 666 Gamers made kind of a deal with the organization of Fragomatic, where they would make a big um, entry. Um, in uh, roman empire costumes oh wow so yeah so basically the the founder was dressed as a a roman caesar and then yeah and then at the front we had like uh, a roman legionnaire with a, a big centurion shield with a 666 oh, gamers logo on it so they they made it themselves and he went in in the front with with the shield and uh, and then we had all the members in the back we also had uh, had jesus uh bearing his cross oh wow so, okay yeah, yeah yeah so that's how we entered fragomatic and then we went to the stage and then we had like about 70 or 80 people on the stage and we were all like chanting 666, six, 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 six. Oh, yeah wow. so that yeah that was a, a very cool moment but That's really cool. There are there are many to choose from actually so uh...
0: countless, countless memories. And what about yeah. the 666 part? Like is that how did they come cuz I know I know it was a thing. Like in in 1999 everybody was 666. <laughs> I was Cypher 666. That was my nickname. Like everybody just had the, the the number of the of the beast as their nickname. Was that the kind of thing like did they just choose 666 because everybody had it? Uh, or was is there a specific thing about that name?
1: Yeah, I I think it was a bit of a combination of, of things, but basically one of the um, the big connection points between the three founders was that they liked to barbecue. So and with barbecues, there's like this theme of fire, and fire right. is connected to hell, and then six six six. So I think that's kind of how it took form. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that that was kind of the concept, I I guess,
0: yeah. Um did you did you ever when you were in the clan did, did did you ever uh think of going for maybe an esports career yourself or is is there <laughs> anybody in in the clan that that kind of thought about that and said like guys I would like to go for an esports career can you kind of back me up in this or is is there um, is there any esports history in the clan or is that really like out of the question
1: Well for me personally I um well, I recognized very quickly that I had not enough talent to become a, an mm-hmm. esporter. So um, I thought I will do something else. Uh, esports isn't for me, I will be just a casual gamer. Uh, I don't think anyone in the clan has seriously considered it, or they might have left the clan before they were actually vocal path. or something about right. it. Like, I, I want to become an esporter. Uh, so I'm not really aware of one, but I do know that um, when Rocket League first became a thing, uh, that we had some people going to DreamHack because that's one of the things we did as well. We went with a, a big bus to uh, to Sweden, Sweden with some yeah. members to the DreamHack Young yeah. Oh, and and um, and basically it was a, a team with uh, uh I think I saw him in the in the chat even. yeah yeah yeah. it's
0: probably in the chat
1: yeah yeah so that was like at the very conception like season one or season two of rocket league and he got third place in the big rocket league tournament of the remake or something like that so back then he was like very good he was like at the top of the world almost but right now when other new talents have come up and and gotten better and more people have gotten to know the game and there's much more competition He's not uh, well. He's not as prevalent in the scene anymore, <laughs> and I don't think he has much interest in becoming an esporter. I think he likes right. uh, casual gaming and drinking a beer uh, <laughs> much better than uh, than actually becoming an esporter.
0: I you kind of uh, tickled my uh, curiosity there. Um, what are what are the biggest games in sixty six gamers? What what do you feel like in in those one hundred twenty members? What what gets played the most? Is it really still CS:GO? Oh. Because I, I keep uh, hearing that.
1: Yeah, but that's because I personally, CSGO has always been my main game. All right. um, and I think back when I started, CSGO was probably the biggest thing. Uh, but there's also League of Legends, right. Rocket League. I, I would guess that most members play Rocket League, uh, but I'm not totally sure. There are some people that play World of Warcraft. There are uh, Minecrafters. Uh, oh, wow. There are uh, a big community that uh, plays the World of Warships and those games, like the, um, the wargaming games, yeah. uh, because we used to have a partnership with them as well. Uh, because, for example, we were at GameForce and at Facts with like a big army truck, mm-hmm. because one of our members actually is oh, in the 20. army yeah of has been involved with the army wow. and, and he arranged the truck and then we had like this partnership with wargaming to promote that game and and, and play it on in our booth uh, so i think a lot of members um have picked up the game because of that um but there are too many games to count to right. be honest there are uh, so many people that play different games and
0: so it's not really like uh because you, you kind of sometimes have um uh <laughs> the drunken piglet says uh casual gaming and a beer good title for for a uh, biography i, th- I think it's yeah. really funny <laughs> exactly. um i kind of i i forgot my, my my uh my next question but um when when did because i don't i you might have not been around when they decided that hold on a second it's not a three anymore this is getting not out of hand but like we We really need to get some structure in this. Do you know when that happened and how that happened? Because I I believe it's a big step. Just going from a casual organization to like, let's go, guys. We got to do something about this. Yeah, so
1: uh, 2003 was like the... The date that 666 Gamers officially formed, let's say, before it was like a a set group of people that always came together and had a name. In 2003, I think really the the big community and organization part of it started where they also started uh, making merchandise and stuff like that. And then 2013 or 14, I'm not sure, is when we became like an official organization, like uh, recognized by by law as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that... I think that's where things uh, have gotten the most professional where we were like, OK, we are uh, event organizers now that that do things regularly and, and we need like um, a, a judicial frame around it or something right. like that. We need to be in order with everything because we were also uh, getting money in from membership fees and, and, and from people buying the merchandise and stuff like that. So I think that's where it, it has gotten really professional as a community and then in 2019 uh, when 66 lamb party started uh, that's where we started getting really professional because now we have a public event where people buy entry tickets and stuff like that uh, Comfort catering where we have a lot of partnerships with companies uh, so yeah that's where we really stepped up our game i think
0: yeah because the moment you start selling tickets you kind of oh oh people stuff yeah you know you kind of exactly you, you gotta get it right uh exactly they will they will say okay uh, it wasn't really what we thought about it one time but the second time they they will just say like well you know if you don't get it right but um yeah. can you tell us a, a little bit because we, we talked about fragomatic um can you tell us a, a bit about the, the land scene in belgium because i know for example the land scene in germany is insane Like, it's absolutely next level. Things like Gamescom kind of grew out of that LAN scene. Uh, In Sweden, same thing. It grew out to be one of the, no, sorry, the biggest event in the world, DreamHack, I think, around Uh, LAN, like the biggest LAN, I think.
1: Yeah, so the the biggest LAN party is DreamHack in Sweden, and the second biggest is, I think, the Gathering, and that's in Norway. Norway,
0: yeah. I, well, the thing—the thing I think with with uh, Scandinavian countries is that they early on had very good internet access, and I think that yep. that's probably the reason that it exploded yep. there. But Germany, I don't see it. I don't really see it. But how is it in Belgium? Like, what wh- what do you think? How do you think the land scene is? Is it still big? Is it small? Is it? How does it um, position itself in the world and maybe in Europe?
1: Well, it's, it's definitely on a smaller scale than, for example, Germany and, and Scandinavian countries. Um, but I think in Belgium, we do have a good amount of LAN parties and events. We have like CU LAN, we have Pixel LAN, we have Tower LAN, uh, we have Regomatic, we have Sugar LAN. Uh, and, and I'm forgetting a lot of them. We have 666 LAN, of course. Of course, course yeah, now, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I was going to say. But <laughs> I think there are a good amount of events and... Um, they go from like 75 people to 100 200 300 or like uh breakout is also only 300 people cu land sugarland sugarland used to be bigger they downscaled a bit, the big but i think now they are going to grow out bigger again mm-hmm. uh so there are a few land parties where actually hundreds of people come together and then fragomatic is uh, currently the biggest and they have, like, uh, two editions each year with about always between 700 and 1,000 uh, participants. That's a lot of So people. Yeah, so that's the biggest. But there used to be uh, OCC, which mm-hmm. was one of the OG lamp parties. And uh, at one point, they used to be the biggest lamp party uh, ever in Belgium wow. uh, with 1,600 people. That's uh, a that lot was, of computers. Yeah, that was their biggest edition ever. Um, but then the... Um, the kind of breakdown happened where uh, the government and, and police forces really got concerned with illegal downloading and torrenting. Right. Uh, which was something that back then when internet speeds weren't that good, uh, people came to LAN parties to for, do it yeah. basically. That's so right. then LAN parties in the eyes of the government became like uh, hotspots for illegal downloading. For and then. Uh, yeah, and the police did at some... La- I don't know if it was OCC, I'm not sure, but they at one point did a big raid of a lamp party, um, and that's when the, the scene got a bit of a dent, but right. I think, um, well, the, the scene has recovered a little bit. However, now with, with things going online a lot more, I see the interest in LAMP parties diminishing slowly yeah. uh, at this point. So we have the, I would call it the LAMP party community with the organizations uh, that are still going to LAMP parties and stuff, but there isn't a very big influx of new people. Right. Uh, and well, the people that are into the community are getting older some are getting more responsibilities or can't really go to LAN parties with their work anymore so that's a bit of an outflow and and I think the overall community is getting growing a little bit older mm-hmm. um, and that's also one of the reasons that we uh, that we started 666 LAN because we want to go against that we, right. we want to uh, attract new people into the LAN party scene to show what LAN parties are about and um, uh, yeah, to just show them that, that coming together physically and, and and having that experience is something totally different from online gaming, and that it is something worth doing. Uh, so yeah, that's one of our goals with Six 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 Lab.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that that's um, a very noble goal because uh, getting people back together, I, I think certainly in these times, um, yeah, is is really. Um, <laughs> I think communities need to you know and and i'm not only talking about online communities i'm also talking about just uh, communities in general whether it be uh you know neighboring neighbor communities or whatever it's it's, it's called um, uh, needs need to be doing more uh because yeah. we we haven't seen each other in one and a half years and a lot of people took comfort in being at home seeing no one talking to no one and it's on the long run i think it's very it's very dangerous to to have that kind of behavior i'm going into very deep sociological thoughts uh, yeah. right here uh anyway but yeah a land seeing each other again and 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 getting getting that social aspect back into back into yep. gaming um uh, jeff sarah studios is saying in chat uh, reputation is a thing online media basically has become a permanent land party in a sense and in a sense it has become that uh because there's discord community so you can actually yeah. kind of talk together in, in like a big voice chat with a lot of people but it's still not the same as to say like you know what yeah. we're at this land what what about like I, i'm just going to leave my computer here and let's go get a beer right now and just talk a bit exactly and, and go outside and you know and and that's that's kind of the thing you can't do because i i can go get a beer right now but the podcast yeah. listeners you know they will <laughs> they'll, they'll kind of wait <laughs> they, they, yep, there's nothing to do exactly well, when i'm not on my pc it's it's not the same so the, the, i think that part of getting together to game but not to game only is really really the most important thing in, in, yep. in getting all that back on, on trails um so we were talking about the land scene in Belgium. we, we kind of have to address it the the 666 land has been postponed so it's not been canceled yep. it's been postponed do you guys have a new yeah. date already
1: uh yeah so it will be 15 16 and 17 uh april so um Wait. back when when COVID started because basically our first edition was in in february of uh 2020. wow so so the right month before after yeah. yeah the month after that uh the whole COVID situation exploded yep. um so we were very lucky because if our event would have fallen a month later, yeah, we could have right. been in all sorts of troubles. So, right. uh So we were very lucky. Um, but yeah, back when we started ne- negotiations with the with the Antwerp Expo for the new date, um, we also asked them like if the COVID situation persists until then, uh, we really should have a backup date. Uh, so we well we negotiated the backup date almost a year back. Uh, so that was all covered, and, and they also agreed. Like, if um, if the situation is, is is so that your capacity is too low, or you you can't organize now because it's because of the testing capacity that we don't have, right. uh, you can just postpone, and we won't give you any fees or, or fines Probably. for something like that nice. so uh, we do really have a, a very good understanding with the Antwerp Expo and they also really believe in our concept and our idea because they they really hope that we grow and they want to grow with us because they hope that we uh, now we have uh, relocated to the biggest uh, event hall in the Antwerp Expo and they hope that that the year after we will take another hall and then another hall yeah, until like... we have the entire Expo nice. because that's good for them as well right so um yeah so and it's not antwerp. only good
0: for them it's good for for antwerp because you you guys probably you yeah. know kind of pay taxes to antwerp on your tickets and so it's good it's good for everyone it's and it's also a good thing for gamers um yeah. and since well i'm not gonna get into too deep to to that but like the owners of the antwerp expo also own kind of a couple of other things it's kind of good to Ooh. get that community yeah. rolling uh yeah um, exactly so, can you tell us a little bit about the 66 LAN and what what is planned? Because it's it's not that long. It sounds long, people, but honestly, it's gonna be there before you know yeah. it. True. April is right around the corner. Yeah.
1: So, um, basically, the the way that 666 land came to be is. Um, Marco, so the, the founder, uh, was at the lamp party. Once again, uh, he <laughs> goes to a lot of LAN parties and the internet wasn't good. So again, uh, that's some, that's the number one complaint Plus. at most LAN parties. Like the, the internet is not good. So at some point he said, I'm going to do it myself. Oh, my, uh, my thing opens. I hope the, the lighting is, is okay.
0: The lighting uh, is okay. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're suddenly very light yeah yeah it's that six 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 in your name man so for the people who are listening you can't see it but <laughs> like uh the, the, the soul catchers yeah uh, my
1: my velux or what it's called in English, yeah I don't window
0: know. open so there's like a, a huge yeah. aura behind him <laughs> uh it's uh it's yeah. hilarious it's this that's the devil man this the, the that's that's uh the devil sending yeah. you a sign uh or yeah, maybe, maybe the other maybe. guy i don't know <laughs> yeah. anyway tell us
1: yeah so uh basically at some point he said i'm going to do it myself uh and people kind of laughed at him because organizing a lamp party believe me it's not an easy feat um but he said okay uh if you're going to laugh at me now i'm really going to do it because that's kind of what it's like if you laugh at him or, or you make fun of him he definitely is going to do it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, <cool>. whatever whatever <laughs> the cost so um basically you had like two main goals uh one was to have super fast internet um and we did that by um by making sure that we had a 10 uh, gigabits per second uh internet connection wow. uh yeah so that basically meant How do that, do that? If, <laughs> uh well I actually can't go into that okay because of um yeah well and NDA reasons because of say. things yeah yeah I get uh, it. yeah because of things so um, but basically right now there's a, a 10 gigabits uh, per second uh, internet connection in the antwerp expo and we are also our own internet provider so that's very really cool as well uh, wow. if you do an internet speed test at 666 lan you will see provided 666 gamers that's true really cool. uh, yeah so so that's a really cool thing and then also we wanted to um up the production value and the whole experience around the LAN party. So we really went all out with a big stage uh, where the, the finalists of different competitions could play the finals actually on stage on nice setups with a lot of RGB that was uh, that was sponsored by uh, by some of our partners. So uh, Cooler Master, Logitech and Samsung uh, provided the gear and stuff. And, and, and the, the stage actually was from uh, Stad Antwerpen. So oh, wow. Uh yeah, so we work together with a with a Dutch events um partner that uh, has its own hardware partners that they they get all the materials from and they gave us the stuff to build an awesome stage. And that's what we did. Uh, And we we did get a lot of positive feedback uh, from a lot of the teams that like, wow, uh, we really had the the feeling that we were like esporters or or serious gamers because we could play our finals on LAN and uh, on on the stage, I mean, and that we could take pictures and and stuff on, on the podium and that there was a live stream uh, so that's all—all all the stuff that we really went all out on, and that we wanted to to uh, different or more than, than the current lamp parties. And then for this edition, uh, we are really um, going all out on the streaming part. So we want to have a, a live stream of 48 hours long. So the entire lamp party, we want to be live streamed. Wow. We want to have guest streamers. We want to have um, footage from in the event itself. We want to have broadcasts uh, of the finals. And we want to include a lot of uh, of partners so we can have nice uh, prize pools for every game. So right. uh, we want to have a, a main competition that will be broadcasted on the stage for CSGO, Valorant, uh, League of Legends and, League of, and, and uh, Rocket League. Um, that will all have a price of like at least 1,500 euros for uh, the five V5s and wow. about like eight or 900 for Rocket League. Uh, so that are our serious prizes uh, that are competitive in the LAN party scene. Um, and we want to have like a lot of partners that want to make a lot of content with us and add a lot of value so that's what we are uh, aiming for right
0: now wow that's uh that's big uh because i i feel uh a little while ago i i casted um uh battle of lowlands and they had uh, i think a-, a price pool of like thousand bucks or something and yeah. people were already like going nuts about that they were saying like that's that's quite <laughs> yeah. a big prize pool for just an online yeah. you know tournament so 1500 bucks for for each tournament not just one yeah like that's that's big yeah, exactly. especially exactly so belgium
1: yeah and uh for your information like csgo has a prize pool that's already covered so that will be sponsored by be quiet and uh i can say that we are rounding up deals with other partners for other competitions as well and wow. um well they will kind of get their investment out of it through the live stream Absolutely. uh and I mean, it's no coincidence probably that I'm on this podcast today. But uh, we also have a partnership with with Kaiser, oh, uh, wow. and they yeah, and they, <laughs> they told me that I could talk about it, so I will take this opportunity. Awesome. Um, so we will be working together with Kaiser to basically host the tournaments and to do the live stream because Kaiser already has a big audience. Uh, Kaiser TV has a lot of viewers. Uh, Is also a partnered account, so the chance that we get to reach front page with the event. Is, uh, is pretty high as well. Absolutely. Um, so that's why this is a, a very good opportunity for Kaiser and for us to work together. Um, and in the meantime, because it's also a more structural and, and long lasting partnership, we will also have a, a Kaiser community, like you have seen uh, Lowland Lions and, and Barvatar and, and uh, organizations like, and yeah, life yep. uh, get their own communities. We will have one as well. And uh, we will be working together with our other partners to um, to make a lot of online content, do online tournaments with prize pools as well. Uh, could be hardware prizes or even prize money. Uh, so that's something excited for uh, everyone listening uh, to look out for as well. Uh, because we are planning to do public uh, online tournaments with prize pools. Uh, that will be worthwhile. So uh, absolutely, something coming up
0: sounds uh, sounds great man uh i i I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well um so we were, we were talking about about lands and, and 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 666 land and i was wondering um of, out of all the lands you went to i'm not gonna ask you which one you like the best because that's like a, an impossible <laughs> choice uh but what do you feel is like a, the things that the good land should have you talked about good internet. So we know that. That's yeah. like one thing that you guys already have is great internet. What else is like good catering? Because I, I, I heard you talking yep. about catering quite a few times. I think you like uh, good exactly. catering. Uh, so that's pretty <laughs> yeah. important.
1: Very important. Yeah. It's very important
0: because I've been... Uh, the, the one line I've really, really participated in had really... I'm not going to say which one, but um had really bad catering. Like it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I just left because I was like, I'm not going to you know, eat here. And there's, they forgot about, you know, water. They didn't have water. They had, they only had like wow. beer and Coke and, and, and like energy drinks and stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but like, I I'd like to have water from time to time. So that was, that was, that was very important. Um, so what do you feel are like the, 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 the most important things that a land should have?
1: Um, well, f- for me personally, a really big part of the LAN party is like the, the atmosphere and that's a, a really hard thing to grasp or to like really facilitate as a LAN party because it also depends on the communities and the people that will be coming to your LAN party. But uh, many of the LAN parties where we as 666 gamers go to uh, are places where you can really cheer each other on, where you can just have fun, do a, do a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, um, I, I will give an example. So like uh, on, on Fragomatic, uh, one thing that they do really well is that they have like these fun competitions that are kind of quirky, that are actually physical. So uh, at one point they had like a, a big, um, how should I call it? You had like two two platforms that uh that the guy stands on and then you had to like push each other off yeah yeah, yeah, like like quirky stuff like that, that that's a lot of atmosphere and a lot of fun um is is very important uh also something that that some people forget is like the electricity right uh, at some lamp parties it happens that at some point uh, a whole A whole part of the lamp party just falls without internet because uh, too much current is is being drawn uh, or something like that. Um, What is also very important, I think, um, is uh, the stuff around it. So like the boots that are present, uh, the the things that that you can do as a visitor as well sometimes. So... uh, uh, if you have, for example, a retailer that can help you out, if you have a problem with your PC, can be very valuable at the LAN party. So for us, that's for example, oh. Alternate, uh, that will have a, a boot where you can, uh, you will be, you will even be able to upgrade your PC while you're at the LAN party, and, and then oh. uh, you can get a, another PC. There are also VIP tickets, if, if people want a, a big setup uh, present at, a, at the LAN party itself. Uh, so So that's there as well. Um, and then also like fun stuff that you can do at the site like for example an eye racing simulator or um beat saber or stuff like that so uh so yeah those are the things that that we really like to do as well that that you can just go around experience a new game or or i don't know do something quirky so so those are uh, nice things to have as well and then for us the really big selling point really is the stage you can watch the games as if you're going to a really big csgo major or or the international not on that scale of course but uh we're kind of trying to simulate that, uh, that you also have the live stream with the professional uh, broadcasters that are experienced and stuff like that. I think that's adds an extra layer as well, so... Uh.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I remember, because I've, I've played uh, Magic the Gathering a little bit competitively, and I remember going to Grand Prix and th- I know they're not the same as a LAN party, but it's still, you know, a group of... And I, I like to call myself a geek a group of geeks playing cards together at an event which you normally do kind of like magic has that kind of social thing in it but still it's like one of those things that i liked is that there were retailers there were side tables where you could just like play a board game or something or do something else and that's really cool about that
1: yeah, that's something that we did last edition as well. Um, not on a very big scale, but you were able to participate in a Magic: The Gathering tournament. That's awesome. Uh, that was organized by um, the Hub in Leuven.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, it's kind of like Outpost, but in 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 Leuven with right. with board games and stuff. So they did that, uh, and we're looking if we can do that this edition. Um, but we're kind of struggling with uh, with the area. It's already getting too small so right. even though we upgraded to a bigger space we 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 don't have enough you never have enough space to do everything you want i uh, absolutely
0: feel you you know you know i'm kind of an events i'm not gonna you know but yeah. but uh yeah there's like whatever you take <laughs> it's always too small like you could yeah. take the the biggest hall ever you'll fill it people if you think we organizers we don't try to kind of like fill every nook and cranny so that you guys have <laughs> something to do everywhere it's not true we really fill everything yeah. to the absolute maximum in our capacity and sometimes you're like oh, we really need that meter for the fire exit we're gonna yeah have to yeah like,
1: exactly we're... so uh, i'm i'm really glad that you brought that up because that's something that a lot of people don't realize how difficult it is to like organize the space you have because there are so many safety regulations. You need pathways that are this wide. Absolutely. And then you have to make sure that every participant at your event is within a certain distance of a fire exit or an Absolutely. emergency exit. And they need to be cleared. And, and, and yep. There are so many regulations and you lose a lot of space just because of that that you can't fill. It's, it's And it's, sometimes wow, it's,
0: it's stupid. It's, it's like one table too many that you're like, yeah. you can, I, can get, I cannot put it anywhere. And then yeah. you have to bring the bad news and say, like, dude, I'm sorry, I can I can't put your table anywhere. It's it's you're gonna have to sit outside or something, you know. It's, <laughs> and you feel well, really you really fill everything yeah. to the max. But that's that's really a thing that I that I do talk about is people always people will always say, oh, it's too small, it's too small. It's but like guys, we can't get bigger. It's when once yeah. you get the the full Antwerp Expo, for example, it that's yeah. well, that's it. You know, you're not. What are you gonna do put them outside that's impossible <laughs> it, and, and yeah, you'll exactly. you always have it will always be too too small you'll always have like oh shit but we got that yeah. idea and every time it's it's gonna grow and grow and grow yeah so it's i i really i really appreciate when i'm at when i'm at a, a convention or uh at the a, a lan or at any event and i see like oh this has been like optimal like it's it's optimal I, i'm sure you <laughs> see that from from your eye point as well uh, yeah. when you get to an event you're like dude these. Like the carpets are the exact width of, uh, of, of like the regular, like what you have yeah, yeah, to yeah. be wide. And like, um, the pathways are perfect. And like, oh, this is, this is filled completely. There's something to do everywhere. Wow. How did they do that? Like, yeah. And then you kind of look at that and, and you get a new view and you're like, oh shit. They've really used this hall to the max.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when, when you're in this kind of stuff, a whole new world opens for Absolutely. you because, uh, that's that's also one of the reasons that we chose the Antwerp Expo is because if this hall is too small, at least we can get another one and another. We can go up to five uh, event halls, five event uh, halls basically, yeah. uh, and that's one of our unique selling points because we're one of the only land parties in the Benelux that can scale basically to the size that we can. So we yeah. have done like a quick calculation and theoretically we could at a maximum capacity fit 6000 gamers. Wow. Um but yeah but then you fill it to the brim with yeah. participants and you don't have space for booths and stuff like that. So so, so it will yeah realistically 5K. it will never be that big but um but yeah we can we can expand basically beyond pretty much any LAN party in the Benelux maybe the party or the reality could go uh slightly bigger than they are now but
0: um yeah right. five thousand i think when six thousand is you're like your maximum to the brink field like five thousand is, is a realistic t- that's that's a lot of yeah. people how many people yeah. are at dreamhack just to give people an idea do you know that um, Or should i google it
1: uh, yeah i think it's best if you google it but i thought it was like over over 9000. <laughs> I can absolutely google it. Over is
0: it over 9000? Did you really use that? Over 9000. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm I'm just going to check um uh history 20 27,000. But that's I think in the, U- wow. in the in the US. That's probably the 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 dream hack in the US. Oh. Um wow. Event covers Elmia exhibition. Oh no, that is in Sweden. That is in Sweden. Twenty-seven thousand, of which eight hundred. But is that
1: is that participants or like visitors as well? Because because they
0: participants, but ah yeah,
1: but they have like exposition and stuff like that as well. And that's something that we would like to do um, in the long term as well. That we, for example, have like a hall to put a fair in or an exposition or uh, something like that. So basically, a small game force uh, at the LAN party itself as well. That would be uh, really cool
0: yeah that sounds that sounds uh, that sounds fun um so and and now we talked about the good things we talked about the things that like need to be there and that are all you know on 666 land but what could be better at lands like what what are things that you you go to a couple of lands a year i suppose yep. and, and, or you've been to a couple of lands over the few yep. years and what are things that you kind of we talked about the internet that's that's one thing but what are things that you kind of see every time and you're like oh why don't why don't they fix this like there's a there's this fix uh there's things that we see that you that you've seen in at dreamhack for example probably did you think like why why does nobody do that here like that's a good thing um, yeah what what could go better what could we do to like up our game well,
1: yeah well uh just to put it in in perspective because some people think that dreamhack is the absolute valhalla and does everything the best they could but um, basically when you go to a belgian lamb party the table and stuff that you get and the amount of space is probably better than you will get at dreamac because you really get like a a transport pallet that that is your table and then uh, the the sleeping area also can you can also only sleep in between uh, some hours and then you have to get all of your stuff out of the sleeping area or they will just throw it on a big pile outside oh, so, wow! yeah so some stuff happens at Dreamhack that if you do it here in Belgium people would go nuts yeah they uh, will go crazy absolutely <laughs> yeah exactly um but then yeah at the same time I think that the uh, Belgian lamp party scene um has started to stagnate a bit like mm-hmm. I I don't see as much like the drive to do new things and to really uh, go along with the uh, with the esports component to really uh, go all in on live streaming and, and to uh, to reach new people. I think that has kind of stopped and I think that's a bit of a shame that a lot of the LAN parties aren't really trying to expand anymore, uh, get new partnerships, do new types of content to reach new people. Uh, I think that has kind of stopped, and and that's something that I regret because uh, it it is also one of the causes that uh, the LAN party scene overall is kind of shrinking at the right. moment, uh, and that's something that we want to do totally different.
0: Right, right, right. Um, also, one thing that I've that I've uh, that I've kind of thought about. You you talked about sleeping, and one of the things that I that always kind of scared me a little bit uh in uh in in uh in lands is sleeping like under your computer and stuff like that and in your chair i'm like dude i i my back is not made for that yeah (laughs) i I cannot do that Um, yeah is there is there a solution that you guys have for that or do you Um, still do the old-fashioned way like everybody does
1: some some people just prefer to sleep at rpc right uh and there isn't much that you can do about it and Absolutely. For us, it isn't that big of a problem because we have plenty of space in between the, the rows, uh, oh. but we do have a sleeping area, but of course, um sleeping area is, is basically kind of lost space on your Absolutely. event yep. because most of the time it's, it's empty, right. uh, you need to make sure it's there, but like... You really want to use it for something else you know to put some content in it or a booth or, or more participants but yeah you need to have it because people need to sleep right uh, yeah. or else everyone would need to ha- uh go to a hotel or something and right. then the cost would be too high i think yeah Absolutely. so
0: because uh, so, i i've uh, seen something in, uh in in my you know a couple of years of uh, of event organizing that that i thought like they, they've, they've proposed it to us but i'm like that's not for us. That's not, that's also not for like festivals. Yeah. And I was like, this no, is, I'm really <laughs> yeah, well that's, I was like, this is absolutely good for like a land and it's called a yeah. beehive or something. And a it's, beehive. yeah. And it's, I'll try beehive. to find the link later for you. And it's, it's in the form of a beehive. uh, And it's actually sleeping pods, like in Tokyo stacked upon each other. Oh wow. And yeah. they are in the form of a beehive. So you can get into it. And it's like, it's pretty big. And, um, <laughs> They are stacked like three upon each other. They're mobile, so they can build it as big as or, or as small as you want. And you can put rows of them. And you can actually, yeah. so on, 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 what, 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 what would tree be? Like three meters, well, not three meters high. I think it's like two and a half meters high, like a full person's length, so two meters length. And then, like, uh, I don't know, as big as the row you want. Yeah. But you got three people on. That are sleeping on a surface of two by what, sixty. So that's, right, wow. insane. that's insane.
1: That's insane. That's actually insane. It's so insane that I wrote it down. And <laughs> it might be, it might be cool. But uh...
0: yeah, a CR official says uh, a couple of drinks. I won't make the top bunk. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's like the, those Japan, Jap, Japanese uh, pod hotels. And but it's mobile. They and there's it's a company in in Holland, I believe that does them, and they yeah, have like. True. Twenty or something. So then yeah. I think every like big unit sleeps like twenty people. So yeah, you can to, to make the math, you can basically make four hundred people sleep in like the fraction of a. Yeah. And you can charge money for it because there's I locks think, on it. And
1: oh wow, it's insane. <laughs> well, it's insane. I I don't think we would actually. It would be a good idea to charge money for it because uh over here people. Quickly think! Oh, they're charging for this and yeah, they're right. charging for that, and and you know, uh, we want to we want it to be accessible to pretty much everyone. Right. Um, but yeah, of course we need to. Yeah, recuperate can, our costs as you well because so. I don't think it's um, super cheap or something. Yeah. But I'll try to find to, the link and to come back to Sir sort of Official's comment about after a couple of drinks, I won't make the top bunk. After a couple of drinks, he won't even make the toilet anymore. Ex-
0: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we got, yeah, we got some yeah, uh, that's, there you go, yeah. sir Official. That <laughs> you've been uh, you've been uh, you've been exposed right here. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna come back on uh, Drunken Piglet's question. He has he has a very good question. He, he says, um there's been one and a half year of well a lot of you know nothingness around social gatherings and lands and stuff did the the clan do something for their members to to compensate like the the, the lack of of live events did you do online events to to compensate yeah. for that uh, yeah so because uh, people are saying like oh compensate you mean financial i think Piglet means like just compensate yeah, for the yeah. lack, lack of events so not financially yeah. but there was well, nothing to do so
1: we have we have tried to do that so we had like a couple of concepts uh, that we brought into life like the fire versus ice competition okay. uh that basically was like uh, a friendly tournament between uh souls esports and then 666 gamers oh. so everyone from both uh organization uh, could just take part in uh, in like a competition every week. So we did all kinds of stuff. We did Car Fever, uh, we did CSGO Wingman, we did some uh, League of Legends, uh, Aram. Um, we did Rocket League, like a whole bunch of games. And then um, each, each competition, the member, uh, that one, if he's from like 666 Gamers, that's a point for Fire and then for Ice Rules, it would be a point for Ice. And then after like seven weeks, we uh, we tallied up the scores and then uh, we won both times, of course. So uh, <laughs> 666 oh, wow. Gamers came out ahead. So that's something that we organized online. We also had a couple of uh, competitions with uh, the community and the, um, and the sellers at Alternate uh so we played i think one time as league of legends and we also did csgo and we also streamed it on our live stream uh i think jaynox has even uh casted one of the games um so yeah we we try to do we try to make some content around that as well we did some minecraft hunger games like stuff like that but we do notice that there isn't as much interest for the online stuff within the community itself as there is for the offline events that we would normally do
0: right yeah, it's probably because they're they're used to you guys doing offline, well offline online things, you know, uh, and that, that that's probably the reason that they that they look you guys up. Else, they there, there might be they might turn to other like platforms and stuff. It's not, which is logical because it's not it's not your forte. It's not what you're looking for. So it's 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 really not your yeah. your focus point, which uh, which yeah. I believe it it will probably never be because. That's not what 666 is solely about. You're mostly about Yeah, that's true.
1: But uh, we are making a move to do some more content creation and online competitions and stuff as well because that's something new that happened since we are like uh, trying to find new partnerships for 666 LAMP party. That there are a couple of partners that are interested in a long term um, partnership, not only with the LAMP party, but also with the community itself to make some content around it or do some tournaments online in between the LAMP parties, uh, something to make it more like continuous. Um, so that's why. We- the Kaiser community actually is a, a very good tool for us as well to use, right. uh, because we can host our tournaments there, and, and our partners can can sponsor a prize or um, or even prize money. Uh, so that's something that we are going to do, and uh, and for our community there are, well, we are in talks with some new potential partners, and there are also some things coming up that they will uh, very much like. Uh, <laughs> but. I haven't told well. We haven't told them yet, and we oh. can't uh, tell it publicly uh, because it's not um, it. The the deal or the negotiations aren't over yet. The deal has right. yet to be closed. Um, but so yeah, more there is to some. Be announced. Yeah, there is more to be announced, and there's fairly exciting stuff coming up, uh, both for our own members uh, exclusively, but also for uh, for the people that want want a game against us or uh, wow. or want to play in one of our tournaments. So. Cool. Uh,
0: so yeah. how do people um, how do people get in touch with six How does one join six 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 gamers? I think that's that's the right question. Uh, um, I, there's a little command yeah. in chat here, but for the people who are listening, uh, how how if if somebody said like, dude, I, I really want to join six 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 gamers now because we talked about it for uh, one hour and a, and a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, I I, I just want to be part of it. What what how how would one go about doing that? Um. Well, there are
1: a lot of channels so like i have said some people join at events where we're at like GameForce, force facts uh 666 LAN party or maybe other LAN parties when we're at Fragomatic or Sugar LAN or something like that uh, sometimes people join at those events uh, otherwise you can always reach out to us um, via our socials or you can also find contact information on our websites uh, so we have one for the LAN party and one for the community if you want to join the community Uh, you would better go to 666gamers.com or if you know a member uh, he can introduce you but mostly uh, most members join uh, through a physical event Mm -hmm. Um, and then there are always some that that reach out to us on our facebook page or something like that and then we see it as well and and we get to you as as soon as possible so uh
0: sounds good um I was, I was wondering about, uh, something. So how do you think, um, VR could be a thing in lands? Cause I, I've seen VR really grow. Yeah. Like it's, it's getting to a point where I'm thinking, okay, now it's happening like five years ago it wasn't happening people yeah. were saying it was happening it wasn't happening Half, at all
1: half-life Alex made a big difference like very think. big difference yeah and that's only yeah. last
0: year so that's that's a, a huge difference like the the moment they showed that I was thinking like okay this okay now 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 it's there now it's there <laughs> yeah now, there it is yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're there so what do you think what do you think uh, that would be crazy right like a big land and well, just all people just going into the VR thing
1: <laughs> um i don't think uh, that everyone going into vr uh, is going to happen very soon Mm -hmm. but it's interesting that you bring it up because actually at our first edition uh there was uh, an um well a representative from an american organization that is very big into vr um that is looking to host a big event in um, in the well actually in Europe but he found the Benelux region to be the the most interesting because it's very central and and it's uh very easy to reach as well um that even that would even attract american teams and players to it um and they were actually very impressed at our event and they have asked uh if we could negotiate about working together um but then since uh corona it has been well it has been postponed as well, right. uh, so we have yet to hear back from them, but we have we have actually seen that there is a very big interest for big companies uh, that are into VR uh, that really want to do uh, events around VR and really want to make VR esports a thing. So uh, I think it's something that is going to happen because it's clear that there is budget. Yep. Um, we, of course, if if it can happen at 6 k party, we would be well. We would be very proud if, if that could happen. But it's yet to be seen. But I think it will it will happen at some point uh, yeah. because the budgets and the interest is there. Uh, the technology is also getting better and better. I think uh, with Half-Life, Alex, uh, people's interest has peaked because uh, yeah. I think in terms of performance and the experience you had in 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 VR was like unlike any other game we had seen before but uh yeah Yeah, absolutely big opportunities
0: i've i've played a couple of games now and alex is by far the most impressive and of course we can't forget uh, the iron man vr and psvr that was a good step but the problem is psvr doesn't have the right hardware um for it it has older um goggles so the goggles weren't that good and stuff like that but yep. I've, I've by now played the the microsoft flight simulator on vr yep. and i I'm, i never thought i was going to say this but i was very impressed by microsoft <laughs> Flighting simulator i was like holy <laughs> sh- shit balls i'm is a fucking in- pilot what i'm a fuck? pilot right now this is insane and uh star wars squadrons was also pretty yeah. insane and and Alex and Star Wars squadron, Squadrons, sorry, uh, gave me the feeling like, especially uh, Squadrons, gave me the feeling like, holy shit, this could be very esportsy. This could be yeah. a thing where people could absolutely be better at yeah. than anybody else just by having good, the good reflexes and all those esports triggers that we talked about in in the previous podcast as well, and also. I think it could be very impressive on screen for people to look at, which is yep. very important because you talked about your stage. So I th- that's I know it was a very big buildup, but I, w- I really wanted to talk about uh, what do you feel is like stage worthy, especially for VR. We're talking about VR uh, uh, right now, but we'll, we'll segue into what you guys use on, on stage worthy. But like, do you feel uh, VR is already stage worthy? Beat Saber is impressive, but it's yeah. like after a while, it's, you know, it's yeah, beat saber true. right
1: um yeah right but like beat saber still has the biggest uh community that, right. that plays it competitively around it so that's why it's always there uh another big game that that often comes up is pavlov which is uh oh, yeah. kind of like csgo but in in vr which is uh very cool Absolutely. um and yeah i i know the um the company that contacted us had like a whole array of possible games uh, that competitions could be built around that aren't very big yet but apparently in in the states there is a, a competitive community around them uh, so yeah there are a, a bunch of games if you would ask me i would just remake the classic star wars battlefront 2 oh, and wow. make it into vr yes because like those space battles were just oh, fucking awesome and Absolutely. if you can do that in vr like on, on microsoft flight simulator level oh, i man. think that would be awesome. That would be insane. Um,
0: Squadrons was cool, but yeah. that yeah, that would be insane. That would be that would be absolutely insane. Um, yeah. and it would be esportsy as well. Yeah. Uh, and even Definitely. even on a on a casual level, it would be insane to look at. Yeah. It would be well, a Star Wars movie.
1: That's yeah, what you You know, I played like Star Wars Battlefront 2, the classic version with uh, Mr. C-Sharp, a, a very known guy in the in, in the Twitch, Belgian, the Belgian Twitch community as well. Uh, and we joined like a server. I was surprised that there are still servers with like 20 people yep. in it that were playing. And we were like, all oh, right, we will... Uh, we will dig up some nostalgia and play Star Wars Battlefront 2, and we got absolutely wrecked. Those Annihilate. people yeah. have been playing Battlefront 2, I think, for like 10, for like 10 years now, and they have been grinding it, and they had like the the best movement ever, and and they, oh my God! They, I've, they...
0: I've even heard talking about like old school games. I've heard, I'm not sure if this is true. You will probably be able to to confirm this, that there are still people playing Counter Strike 1. Point something. Like yeah. not, like on on private servers and stuff because I don't think it's yeah. it's I'm not sure if it's still like running on the on the official servers, but they're still playing that and I'm like how good must they be like how insanely yeah. <laughs> good must they be because it's been yeah what was the first year was it ninety nine uh, Counter Strike I think it was like um, ninety nine or ninety eight it's really yeah long time something ago. like that yeah like let's let's take cs 1.5 like the the most i think that's when the most people came yeah to.
1: and i think people are just still surfing and stuff on, on cs 1.6 as well yeah
0: 1.6 <laughs> but it's insane right like how why are they still playing that game it's still good <laughs> i i understand like diablo 2 still gets played because it's it's just yeah. this, it's a freaking good game yeah but uh, like
1: i think I think Counter Strike is like a, a special story because I know when CS:GO came out that the competitive community was like fairly split about will yep. we join CS:GO or will we continue playing 1.6. So and then there was Source as well, but there weren't that many people taking it seriously but it had a competitive scene uh, but i think uh, it was only when the big budgets went only to csgo that people like switched when there was no future in, in 1.6 but it's it's easy to imagine that there were like casual gamers or or semi-professional players that have just like by cs 1.6 for the old time and, and still think it's better I, I still meet people that that say 1.6 is better 100 it's insane <laughs> right like it, it was yeah. and
0: it was a good game it, I, I feel like it was a very good and and like realistic game, I would say, or, or at least esports, um, esports-wise, it was yeah. a very good compact game. Well, like it, bam, yeah. Bam, bam, I, bam. It I, just... I
1: think I think Counter Strike, in in terms of the mechanics, it's it has is like the most competitive shooter out there. Right. I don't think it's the most realistic one per se, but for like competitive integrity and and the skill ceiling. Yes. Uh that is possible. I think Counter Strike is the best mechanics ever. So uh
0: That's true. Do you remember um the the absolute madness of uh, Condition Zero? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the single player. Yeah. Oh well. my god. I, <laughs> I I I never understood Condition Zero. It, that, it was it came out and I was like and what is it exactly? Like is it's a single player? I I yeah. I don't get it. And then I think at some point they kind of added multiplayer into it it was weird it was the weirdest thing yeah. ever the, it's not the weirdest thing they've ever done but it's one of the weirdest thing they've ever done it was a strange thing yeah true but but now
1: all. now they have those uh missions in csgo so like oh. when uh the the mission packs i i what are the names like there was phoenix at one point oh, cool. uh where you can you play a co-op game, but against bots. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then you have to go through like a level, and there's a, a story around it with like the phoenix or the bad guys, and then All you right. have to kill them, and uh, I, and you I, have to I, do some objectives.
0: I can see that work. I can see that work for like more casual gamers. I can, see, I, 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 I would probably kind of enjoy it. I guess yeah like yeah it is
1: enjoyable i i always play it with my most noob friends
0: (laughs) right 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 so it would be me yeah absolutely me i i cut myself to absolute noobness so that's that's totally (laughs) what i look for in games and and it's not even a joke it's absolutely true you've seen me gaming it's it's horrible <laughs> um so um what else uh, what else did i want to ask you um yeah the next the next thing i wanted to ask you so like what do you think a good game should have because that's kind of what we're, we're into uh to be showable to be like a, sp- a spectacle i guess um yeah I, I feel like um what's the game called i keep forgetting the name of the game i i like to play it it's a dodgeball game and I kind of always forget it. Uh, somebody in chat will say, will, will say to me, like, knock, knockball, I, 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 I can't remember. Yeah, I have no um, idea, please, to be honest. Please, somebody in chat, save me. Knockout City, thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, yeah, so Knockout out City. city. Yeah, I yeah, forget yeah, yeah. that name. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I KO City, thank you. Yeah. So, Knockout City. I feel that that's like a game, it goes fast, it's short, uh, yep. people get... Knocked out. There's fun, fun animations because people get really knocked out. They can, they kind of fly in the air and stuff. For me, I, I feel like that's really important. Good yeah. mechanics. It, it's got to go quick. People are not going to wait real time, sixty minutes, um, f- to 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 watch that. Uh, what do you What do you feel uh, is, yeah. is the best?
1: Yeah. So basically, the difference between like a fun game and like an esports title, let's say. Right. Uh, yeah. Or well, not, like
0: not even said, that, because, uh, sorry, sorry to to, to interrupt you, because the, the um, uh, what's that game called? Um, man, it's been a while. Uh, the, the game where people can push each other off platforms and stuff. It's like a battle royale, and you kind of have to go through a parkour. It's all little guys. Oh, um, uh, uh, fall, fall Guys. Fall Guys. Fall Guys yeah. is not esports, but it's really fun to look, because it's short, it's quick. Yeah, and yeah it's, true. Right. So yeah, what, what yeah, do you yeah, think? Exactly. What do you think is a really good game to look at? Like what 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 is a fun um, game to be entertaining, to to kind of ca- cast on, for example, your your stage at sixty six land.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think like you say, the the mechanics are very important because you need to have like a big skill gap. Uh, that there is a lot of difference that that players can really excel in a game through that skill and that there isn't too much RNG. So right. that is why I would personally like to rule out Fortnite and PUBG as like really viewership titles. Right. Uh, you also need like a a very good spectator mode you need to have like the the right perspectives to watch um like CSGO and League of Legends has that Uh, there are people that that do it professionally casting those games but like in in PUBG there are like 100 people in the server so you never really have a good idea of of what is happening right in 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 well in general in, in general and still uh, be close in the action and and right. see the very interesting stuff um and yeah when when a game is too slow paced uh, you just lose the interest as a, as a viewer so that it's fast paced uh, is is very important or at least there needs to be enough action in it and 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 quite frequently uh, it doesn't have to be all the time mm-hmm. uh, and I think uh, another very important thing is is just the ability to uh to cast it it very well mm-hmm. uh, that i think the most important thing probably about spectating a competitive game is is probably the casters uh, mm-hmm. those are the ones that, that, that really make it interesting they they hype the people up they uh, they provide context uh, they they put things in, in perspectives that you haven't maybe thought about because like i have learned so much about counter strike by watching professionals yes yeah. uh, like at some point, you you had, for example, on on Inferno, there was like a spot where you throw a Molotov on a roof, and I was like, "What the fuck? Why does he throw his Molotov on a roof that has no use?" But. Uh... But then the caster can basically tell you there's a lineup for the smoke grenade, and if you throw it in the Molotov, it goes off on the roof and not where they planned it to go off. Oh, wow. So, uh, so yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of strategy involved, and, and if you have a good caster that can bring the hype and that has the knowledge about the game to provide you with context, I think that that brings the viewership experience to a, a whole other level.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely and what about casual gaming because do do you guys do casual gaming on the stage or or not really is it really reserved Um, for the competitions
1: well for the most part it's it's the competitions but we also want to do like just the the fun competitions which are mostly physical and not really games Mm -hmm. uh on the stage so uh last edition we had um we had like Ethernet cable pulling. So so oh. basically we had like like the, the Ethernet cables and then you had two teams pulling each oh, other that's back cool. and yeah, then yeah. yeah and then once in a while one snapped and, and stuff. So the competitive integrity maybe wasn't the best, but it was fun and it's, and, and it's people funny. People enjoyed it so uh, so stuff like that we wanna do as well. And I think a game like for example Tetris or something, right. uh, can be a nice viewership experience as well. Absolutely. Maybe uh, it, it doesn't have the very best mechanics or the most honest mechanics, uh, but it's nice to watch and there's a competitive element. So uh, I think that would be a cool thing to do on stage as well. Uh, so stuff like that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, there's some questions in the chat, uh, mainly about what you think about games. Uh, people people uh, kind of find that interesting. So um, what do you think yeah. about Splitgate and about Apex uh, they're asking? because splitgate uh, is like the 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 what is it called like the portal meets halo kind of game yeah or something well I have
1: to be honest splitgate I I don't really know much about so there aren't much sensible things that I could say about it uh Apex City to me it's it's like yet another battle Royale but Absolutely. a little bit different and I don't know as as a viewer i wasn't really too much appealed by it like uh, a lot of the mechanics were kind of above my head like uh at some points you get knocked out but then you still have a shield uh and 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 stuff like that so yeah i it 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 was kind of hard to understand how the mechanics worked if you didn't play the game yourself it wasn't fairly intuitive as a viewer Uh, So I think Apex, you really have to play to really understand it as a viewer as well. And I think um, for uh, eSports titles or like really viewership titles, I think that's not a good thing because you shrink your market so much to only the people that that actually play it. Um, While I think the overall goal should be to appeal to a larger audience.
0: And also um, I've casted, A few things like not not many so i cannot call myself yeah. a caster at all but what i've from my experience point so that, that's very limited um i feel like there's too many moments where the casters kind of have to fill the gaps in most battle royales i think fortnite kind of yeah kind of has that problem too warzone kind of has that problem too sometimes like okay now they're just yeah. walking they're rotating they're rotating they're still rotating <laughs> exactly, we're going to have to go yeah. to, to someone else okay they're still not fighting they're still rotating and there's just too many too many times where there's nothing happening and as you yeah. say with the healing aspect well you know a, a match lasts longer and longer yeah, in warzone as well okay well they're just yeah. putting more you know of those plates and they're back at 100% yep. so they, you're going to start all over again so i feel i feel uh and that's what's really cool about counter strike Uh, Yeah. You get shot. You get shot, man. It's it's (laughs) it's over. It's over. It's over. You're dead. You're dead, and it's done. And basically, that's that's really that's really fun about Counter Strike, and that's also really fun about League of Legends. People are gonna say, but you can heal in League of Legends as well. Yes, but there's. A lot of thing going on at the same time. There's yeah. a laning, there's a jungler, there's people pushing, there's an AD carry, there's somebody like trying to backdoor somewhere. Uh, there's yeah. always something happening. Even if you're just watching at an empty map, the map itself is doing something while nothing is happening. So that's that's a really good game to watch. Uh, to, and I suppose that you guys do some some League of Legends competitions on the LAN as well. And I suppose yeah, a lot of yeah. people in 66 so... Gamers play League of Legends.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't think there are any very good players. I think there are one or two diamonds somewhere, Uh, but I think that's about the highest that we have. Um, But at the LAN party, there will certainly be a competition of League of Legends. It will also be played on stage. Well, at least the finals will be played on stage and it will be broadcasted uh, on Kaiser TV um, by some casters that will yet be announced, but uh, they are experienced. Uh, and um it will have a price pool as well so awesome. uh yeah it will have uh price money
0: sounds that's great well. um so maybe to uh to kind of go to the future uh right now except of course in april uh the land yeah. and the kaiser uh communities that we talked about what else is there down the pipeline that you can talk about because i know there's a lot of things you cannot talk about yet but what are the things that you can talk about? That you can say, like, okay, we're we're really gonna do this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna. What what are the the next milestones uh, that, that you are absolutely going yeah. to go to? And maybe also after that, what are the things yeah. that you dream about?
1: well so uh, the april edition basically is everything you saw last time but we will really go all in on the streaming part so basically even if you don't go to the LAN you will be able to follow it uh, around the clock the whole time uh, and and the most important or, or the cornerstone of it all will be the the broadcasts of the competitions and stuff like that so that's what we are really going to focus on next edition and then the editions afterwards i think um, is getting more participants mostly and um, upgrading our space a bit so that we once again have place to put a lot of boots and side con- um, content because we really wanted to work with uh, a partner like for example uh, The Hub or even Outpost in Antwerp or something to uh, to put some content uh, out there like uh, where you can play board games and, and stuff like that uh, we also want to go uh, bigger into VR because as you said, not everyone has the hardware to play VR, and that is why a LAN party can be a very nice opportunity because we can provide the hardware and everyone can come try it, maybe even play in a competition or stuff like that. Uh, we will, We also want to do something with uh, sim racing because we do have a couple of people um, in the community that are like uh, really passionate sim racers. Oh, wow. Uh, we also, yeah, we also did a, a big um, charity livestream uh, around um the bell car race on uh, on i-racing oh cool um and we raised like uh what was it 700 euros for come uh, up tegen kanker oh wow nice uh, yeah and that was because one of our members is like in an i-racing team and one of his teammates uh was fighting against cancer um unfortunately uh he, he has lost, passed uh, away in bad. uh yeah um but yeah we did that uh because yeah, yeah he asked can we can we do something like that for come up a kanker and, and we said yeah of course awesome. um and yeah we also i know we have a member and his um his dad is like in a in a home because yeah something happened to to him and he got basically paralyzed and 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 well, he, he isn't too well anymore, and mm-hmm. he wants to do something for a charity that does something around that. So we will be looking if we can make some content for that and do another charity livestream. Um, awesome. But yeah, basically, that's that's what we want to do uh, for the next editions: uh, Upgrade the site content and the boots, because in the long term, we really want to have more like a dream app. Up- hack concept where that's really an an, uh, affair and an exposition like let's say a mini game force at 666 LAN. Uh, That's what we want to do. And in in terms of numbers, the first uh, milestone is a thousand participants. Um, We originally uh, expected it uh, in like five years, so that would be like 2025, but I think uh, at the rate we're going now we could reach it uh reach it quicker and earlier yeah then we just want to go beyond them become the biggest in the benelux basically because we have we have the the best internet connection that can still be upgraded as well and we can have more lines of 10 gigabits or or even more wow uh, so that's still a possibility and we also have the space to to upgrade so uh that that we really have big plans. Right. uh We we kind of want to become like a mini dream hack in the Benelux. That's basically the ambition.
0: That's the dream. Awesome. Or the ambition yeah. even, because it's it's really uh it's really possible. That's that's insane, man. And uh, and it also goes to show. I also did charity on my own uh, a couple of like two months ago, and we raised uh three thousand bucks just just yeah. by myself. Yeah. It was insane. I saw. <laughs> yeah, it was it was insane. Like and 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 I love that because it shows. That us gamers, you know, yep. I'm I'm doing air quotes for people listening, yeah. Because uh, that, that's that's sometimes how it's been, you know, when when you when you see an article about gamers, it's like them and they and their and and I'm like, well, no, we're just people like you guys, and we, we yeah, want the yeah, same things exactly. as you guys, and it's crazy when gamers unite. Look at this Z, the Z event in France, uh, which is organized by um, by a couple of um, I think we we have a little bit of Issues right now. There we go, we're back. Um the, the it's uh it's a thing organized by French YouTubers and they raised like three and a half million, five million, I believe. Wow. It's insane. Wow. It's insane. So nothing is too crazy when a bunch yeah. of gamers get together and put their yeah. mind or some on something. Exactly. It's just gonna yeah sorry and excuse the words but it's gonna fucking happen that's that's what it is <laughs> it that's yeah. what it is because you guys did it you said you, you did it you said okay we're gonna do something for for uh for come up kanker bam yep. it happened and you raised money and you, you change someone's maybe maybe you change someone's life uh by doing that so that's yeah. that's that's amazing that's uh that's a really good noble thing yeah to do. and
1: even even in the Belgian uh, Twitch community there was like gaming for life and and right. I know That was also a big charity event where the Grenz was involved in. So Kaiser uh, did
0: one as well for, uh, that also brought a lot of money in, uh, and like Peglet says, it's, it's, it sounds crazy, but it's power to the people. And I I'm really glad that we talked about, uh, like, I think the, the, the most big team in this podcast was the social team, like the social aspect of being in a clan of being in a gaming community. And ending on this note or, or going towards this note uh, the, like getting to our end of our podcast by saying this and showing like guys we are very social people and 666 gamers <laughs> is a is a very good example that 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 that's what it is that's what it's about and yeah. and that's that's very beautiful that's a beautiful message to uh, to share
1: yeah exactly how do
0: people um how would people go on about supporting you guys right now because i know that it's 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 it sounds long but it's like 200 something days i went to your website just uh, yeah yeah we have podcast. a concert, yeah <laughs> um can they already buy tickets can they uh Klinikland, sorry not Rodin is like um they is uh the thing Kaiser did uh can they already buy yeah. tickets can they like um you know help you guys financially or, or do something so that you know it keeps keeps on going
1: yeah well uh basically right now our programmer is is working to basically in in the back of of our website there's like uh we work with separate events so now he has to close off uh the event in September basically right. and and then start a new one for April uh but yeah ticket sales should be opening soon I expect within a week or even or maybe two weeks awesome. um and the sooner people buy tickets, uh, the better because we we have certainty and and we also, um, well, Antwerp Expo wants some money up front and there are other uh, there are other costs that that need to have uh, a part of it up front. So that guarantees that we have the cash flow to do that. But we uh, we are in a good position. It, it's not that we are going bankrupt at the moment mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's the best thing they can do to support us—just buy tickets as soon right. as, as soon as possible. Yeah, and also uh, you
0: can you can um, if you still have the time, because that that's what people kind of sometimes underestimate. You you talked about getting bigger and doing bigger things, and maybe inviting I don't know someone or whatever, uh, or getting a like a, a, a keynote speaker or something like that. Those options only become available once you see like oh, yeah. well. Okay, we're at full capacity now and we could still sell <laughs> yeah. some more tickets. Like people still yeah. want to come. Well, okay, let's get an extra haul then. And you can only do that if it's not one week before the event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's,
1: that's true. Yeah. You could you could exactly. do it, but
0: it's not it's not uh it's not easy to do that. Yeah. So no. <laughs> you kinda have to know really quickly. So people once the ticket sales start, just you know. Yeah. Go to see the tickets. If you're listening to this, maybe the ticket sales have already opened because it's maybe gonna be like yeah. a week or something. That's possible. So, um, I know your website, the website of 666 LAN is 666, uh, like a, a little, uh, yeah, da- dash, dash, uh, dash LAN.com. But I also know that if you just Google 666 LAN you just like the first hit is yeah. your uh, is your land yeah i d-
1: I, d- page. I did some work on the on the seo so the search engine optimization yeah, so it, hopefully it works. that should be uh that should be all right it yeah works. and i would just say follow us on social media check our website um when the kaiser community goes up join join the kaiser community participate in tournaments uh uh yeah and just come along and have fun have fun that's all i can say yeah
0: right is there anything else uh now that we're nearing the end is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't really go over is there something that you you're like i'm really eager to talk about this and we haven't talked about it
1: well um there's there's one thing that i feel that i have to do now that i have a bit of an audience (laughs) listening to me um 666 gamers, or, or let's say the 66 Lamp party, is the result uh, not of like two years of work since the first edition in, in 2020. It actually is the result of all the work that has been done since the start of 666GAMERS as a community. Without a community, we couldn't have done this. It is because of our members uh, that are willing to volunteer for us, be crew for us, to offer up their free time to uh, make electricity plans, to make seed plans, to make uh, plans for the um, the organization of, of our event space, to think about all the safety measures, to do the internet for us. Those are all volunteers at the moment that are doing it for us and and those are the people from our community so one thing that i would like to do is is thank all of them for all of their hard work that they're doing for all the free time they're giving up and and for the way they are supporting the lamb party and and basically making uh, the dreams that that we uh, mostly marco the founder had but that we as a community had uh, come true because we really couldn't have done it without them so uh, a big thank you to all of them uh there really, you go awesome uh, yeah
0: yeah, they, they they do deserve it. People don't don't kind of they don't think about themselves that way. They're just helping, you know. They're just yeah. doing it, and mostly they don't stand still. Like uh, I, uh, they they just think about themselves. Like, oh, I'm just you know one one of the cogwheels yeah. and like a bigger plan. But yeah. take one well, take out one of them, and it just falls, exactly falls because
1: down. we have we have people with so much experience and expertise in some fields. Like for example, the the network engineer at, um, that does is basically the the team lead for all the internet that happens uh, he's so experienced he, he works for a big company he also uh, played a big role in, in making the 10 gigabyte per second connection happen so that's
0: take that really, out and...
1: yeah that's really yeah. measurable and then the people that, that have the experience with like big electrical installations uh that do all the calculations to make sure that all the pcs have enough current and stuff like that Absolutely. uh things don't go offline uh, stuff like that the people that are organizing all the competitions the the people that are at the, at the parking lot to make sure that that everyone uh parks at, at a good spot that everyone has a ticket uh the, the the medical team as well because they have done so much work with the COVID situation they have made like a safety file of like 50 pages long only yep. for corona safety measures and now for, well i'm not going to say for nothing but it was to make the september edition happen and then one little thing changes and we have to postpone anyway. So they did so much work and they bring so much expertise and, and really we, we couldn't have done it without them.
0: It's, yeah. uh, it's amazing. I, I, you're absolutely right. Cause, and that's what I, that's, that's why I, I like that you, that you do that because even people that sometimes think like, okay, I'm a volunteer and I'm like at the door. So what I'm not that, well, yes, you are super important because if yeah. you, there's no one at the door, I mean like, yeah, that's like, what are we going to do people will yeah, get in I, or people will get in for free or like it's every everyone is important everyone is important yeah
1: and and it's e- even the people at the door like we have a safety consultant that that like arranges everything that has to do with safety measures and he says I need to stewards at those places and otherwise the event won't happen because won't happen. We, we need it so I mean everyone everyone in in the crew is important and, and everyone helps in advance or or just comes along for one or two days during the build-up to make sure all the the boots are standing and, yep. and the stage is standing everything and the yeah. tables are there and you know everything is important and and everyone that helps is is invaluable
0: for equally us. So yeah equally important yeah. that's absolutely right i've worked i've worked in um in restaurants uh being like way younger and yeah, uh, yeah, I was the dishwasher, and and I had a, a chef that was very important to me. That that said, like, dude, don't underestimate the power of the dishwasher. Yeah. If you stop washing dishes, <laughs> exactly. the restaurant closes. It's done. Yeah, like, if you stop, <laughs> if you now stop washing yeah. dishes right now, it just I can shut down. It's finished. Yeah. This what what am I gonna put the food on? It's done. And so that's, exactly. that's why I mean, everybody is equally important. So that's really yeah. cool that you do. So, and, and I want to, I want to thank them as well for, uh, everyone out there that does a, like a volunteering job or, or, or does l- help someone in, in, in an organization, uh, not only 666, but just everyone doing that. That's, that's an amazing thing because you're giving yeah. some of your time, uh, for something that's, you know, it, it's invaluable. Like, uh, like Nikolai says, it's, it's really, yeah. really invaluable. So I uh, thank you for I that. I don't.
1: I don't even want to imagine a world without volunteers imagine
0: like, that man it, it's it would be horrible yeah. <laughs> it would be exactly horrible. yeah all right uh I think we we kind of we 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 went a good way we've, we've been talking about two hours and I think we uh yeah we talked about a lot of things um the last thing we need to do is for the people who are on Spotify well you you won't be able to join us on this but we're we're gonna rate someone is there anybody that you want to rate that you want to say like okay I want to I want to I want to go there because yeah, I've well, got a couple of people online but I, I have know. I have twitch
1: I have twitch open uh and I see that uh SDR official is streaming All and right. he's a 666 member so I would suggest <laughs> that we go there
0: perfect let me go back to just get his name completely right SDR official there yep. we go it's two f one c all right awesome all right great there we go so yeah. and i i would
1: uh, i would like to ask anyone uh if you want to see him dance uh just fill his chat with haken all right. everyone type haken
0: <laughs> uh, i'm gonna put it in the chat so this is the rate yeah. message we are going to rate str official People, if you've been listening to this uh for the whole time thank you so much for being here um if you are on spotify listening to this thank you very much for listening as well if you're on youtube watching us well look it's us we're dancing hello um and you can also go watch our previous uh podcast kaiser talks we had um people like sharks and philip langerock and uh, mr dory there's 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 been a lot of people on here um and uh, you said uh, oh, I will probably be the most valuable guest or something, but it's absolutely the least
1: reputable. Yeah, no,
0: yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in that stuff. We had a really good talk and very yeah. interesting things. I could talk for at least two hours more with you, but um, it's let's keep some secret, let's keep some spice to it. If they want to know yeah. more, they just got to come to the 666 land or to any of exactly. your guys' events and yep. talk to you in real exactly. life. Right. All right, let's go. I'm gonna start the raid uh, to SCR official. Guys, join the raid if you wanna get some channel points as well. You gotta probably click uh, the join the raid button, because I know a lot of you are watching on Kaiser TV and uh, the API and the connection, etc. etc. is not, uh, you know, optimal. So you gotta click on join the raid, else you are not joining the raid. Um, Soulcatcher, anything else? Uh, a parting message to the people? Uh, do you want to say goodbye or huzzah or something like that i don't know uh everybody has like a, an ending <laughs> word they use uh grab your chance what is uh, what is your parting word oh wow i really don't know wow shit, you're putting me <laughs> on the spot now uh what do you say what do you say when you leave a room do you say you or do you say goodbye or do you say uh, I,
1: al- I always say that i
0: Mutara uh, That's my, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, people. Well, uh and bedankt. And I will see you on the next Kaiser Talks. And now we are going to raid. See y'all. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.